are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today we're going to take a look at just what the Flames need to do before their second matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But first, be sure you're following and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, leave a five-star rating and a little review, and I will read your reviews on air. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. But before we start today's episode, I kind of wanted to talk about the issue that transpired last night over on Twitter. Uh, If you're not familiar or completely unaware, uh, Barstool Sports CEO Erica Nardini put out a video on her podcast Twitter account talking about... um, Basically, it was a hit piece towards uh, NWHL reporters and people who have... It was like screenshots of their tweets talking about how they don't want the league affiliated with Barstool. They think that Barstool uh, culture is toxic and all this stuff. And uh, she didn't even crop out their Twitter handles or anything and basically sent her minions over to them. It was really weird to watch the video and it just felt like this weird like propaganda piece like oh go get them go get them they don't want barstool culture in the nwhl where we can profit and make more money off of (laughs) and this is the second time in less than five days that the women who have helped grow the game have had to lock down their accounts because of erica's wonderful advocacy and real effort towards uh, you know growing the game and growing the game um, typically does not consist of attacking the people who have poured five years of work into their um, you know covering the league and really making it more accessible to people and a lot of these people are <laughs> you know they don't do this full time they don't I know uh, Eleni from the Ice Garden is a freaking lawyer and (laughs) writes part-time for the Ice Garden, and so many of the people there are literally doing, working a full-time job in school and covering the sport. And now I'm not saying that there aren't people in other leagues doing that, but when you discredit the work that they have been doing for five or six seasons... It's just disgusting. And to say that, oh, you've done more for the league is laughable. And a tweet that I saw today, it just, it it really bothered me. And I'm going to pull it up right now because I'm, it just, it blows my mind that there are people out there with this um, mentality. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me at all. But... Uh, Barstool and Erica Nardini are doing everything they can to grow the game, and Marissa and Jemmy is doing everything she can to stop her. Erica is so much better for the game than in Jemmy. These PC hockey people don't want to let you in unless you think like them, and it's dangerous. Okay, so we're going to dissect several things here. Um, how dare 
sports fans not want a culture um, that is really defined in that tweet misogynistic attacking women for literally no reason um, because they don't think the way that you do um, which is he called that dangerous um, that the person that tweeted that also writes for a super mis- misogynistic person who accused my boyfriend of being in QAnon with no proof it just a mess my boyfriend is not part of QAnon um, really don't know where he got that from but anyways what we're not going to do is sit here and tear down the women who have poured hours and hours of work into growing the game authentically and um, by doing it the right way <laughs> and seriously not by doing it I just I, I, don't, I, I can't wrap my head around why she thought that, that was okay to post it was quite literally a, a bat signal for her minions but anyways uh, much love to Alyssa Turner who is doing fantastic things for the social game over with the NWHL and everybody else working their tails off I'm very, um, very grateful to know many of them. But before we get lost in the sauce and I, you know, talk about this for hours, let's talk about the Flames. Let's do a quick recap of Sunday's game. Uh, they, they, they lost. I think we've all established that. <laughs> um, stop the count. But uh, they lost three to two after not playing for six days. And tonight's the night where they just need to get back on track. Um, Jeff Ward says that Dylan Dubé is a game-time decision, and they'll err on a side of caution if he's not at 100%. But if this was a playoff game, Dubé would be in. So that's that's positive. You know, like, he's well enough to play, but they're not going to risk it sort of thing. You know, it's always good to hear. But I was looking at Flames milestones earlier. I was just Googling. Uh, I was on Hockey Reference, and typing in randoms, random Flames players' names. And I was like, oh, you know, let's, let's see if anybody's close to some milestones here. But uh, Captain Mark Giordano is three games shy of 900, so after tonight's game, he'll be two games shy. And I feel like that's quite the milestone to celebrate. That's a long time. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is three goals shy of 100 career goals. Noah Hannafin is seven games shy of 400 games played. Sean Monahan is four goals away of 200. That's pretty exciting. You know, lots to look forward to. I'm sure there's more. Those were just, uh, you know, just ones that I, <laughs> the players that I Googled <laughs> and uh, just kind of ran down the list with. But coming up next, we are going to have a word from our friends who put together a nice little piece regarding Kobe Bryant. But before we get into that we are going to talk about our friends at rock auto rock auto has everything you need from you know that engine to a fuel pump and uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com has prices that are the same for everybody and they are reliably low i should probably see if they have snow tires because last week it snowed overnight for like four straight days and um 
you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I, my car is equipped. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just head on over to rockauto.com and see what they have for your car. And it's a family business, so it's great to support businesses like that in these times and all the time, really. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is Adam Stanko from the Rejecting the Screen podcast. It's unfathomable to think that a year has passed since that you'll never forget where you were moment when we all found out Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and seven others died tragically in a helicopter crash. Everyone associated with the NBA has a Kobe story because he meant so much to so many of us. Our way to honor Kobe was to compile some of our favorite stories from interviews my co-host Noah Kozlov and I conducted with teammates, opponents, coaches, and writers who had something to say about the man who famously wore number 8 and number 24. We put together all of those stories, many of which you've never heard before, on a two-part podcast on Rejecting the Screen, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're about to play an excerpt from Part 1, which drops on Tuesday, January 26th, with Part 2 coming on January 28th. Subscribe to the pod today so you can listen to both episodes as soon as they're released. We pick up the story as Kobe was ranked as the top prep player in the nation, and his status as a local legend was exploding. There were even rumors of the Lower Marion High School prodigy practicing with the Sixers and dominating the Sixers star wing Jerry Stackhouse in games of one-on-one. Rex Walters was on the Sixers in 96 and told us how he remembered it. Kobe did come to practices or he would come afterwards and come work out at St. Joe's because me not knowing who Kobe was, like once again, I, I didn't follow high school basketball. I was an NBA player. I wasn't into that. I'm sitting there. I'm, 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 I'm leaving to go. Uh, home. I'm, I'm kind of straightening it up in the locker room and, and Kobe sure enough walks in. And I'm like, just making conversation with this kid. I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, what you doing here? He's like, yeah, I'm going to go work out. And I'm like, Oh, you pretty good player. Like this guy had to be looking at me like, what, what are you some kind of idiot or something? Cause then, you know, and then I'm like, well, you know, what schools you're looking at? He's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Kansas. I'm talking to Carolina. He's like, but there's one other thing I'm thinking about. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I was like, well, Hey, you know, Dean Smith was a great coach for Michael Jordan. You know, you should think about Carolina. Obviously, Coach Williams is my coach, great coach. You should think about those schools, trying to trying to help out my guy. Uh, you know, next next thing you know, next preseason game, this guy's freaking like yelling over to his point guard, Nick Van Exel, like, hey, you know, I'm guarding. I'm like, I got a mouse over here. I got a mouse. I'm like, man, that's, that's a little disrespectful. I tried to help you, my man, and, and, and you're calling mouse in the house on me. So, obviously, he had to be thinking to himself, what is this guy talking about? So back to Kobe as the nation's top high school player and those rumors we are hearing of Kobe regularly beating Stackhouse one-on-one. We talked to Jeff Perlman, who wrote the incredible book, Three Ring Circus, Kobe, Shaq, Phil, and the crazy years of the Laker dynasty. He said that story was all fabricated. It's crap. Like, it's actually crap. It's just total BS. And um, it's funny because I basically reached out to because you hear all these stories, right? You hear all these stories about Kobe and he's, he's with the Sixers and he's lighting them up and blah, blah, blah. And he was definitely a, a great player and definitely showed his skills. And the guys were like, yeah, this guy's going to be something. But um, 
I reached out to Stackhouse via Twitter. I, I profiled Stackhouse for the Wall Street Journal years ago, and I just reached out to him. Hmm. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he wrote like, <laughs> I'm sure like you, you, this is the first thing I think of when people say, will so-and-so regret having spoken about Kobe? Like he basically said, I've never heard Kobe say they were true, but I've also never heard him say they were false. So F him. Um, <laughs> and like the thing that I, I think is really cool about Kobe and the, uh, and the Sixers workouts, he did not dominate Jerry Stackhouse, pure BS, but he took it to those guys. Um, imagine being, I remember I ran college, I ran uh, cross country at university of Delaware. And I remember my first year freshman, freshman year, I went out to run with the rest of the team and they were all seniors and these guys were like all state and all county and all these great runners. And I was terrified. Like I was absolutely terrified. I just wanted to hang with them. I was terrified. I was scared. I was just praying I'd be able to do it. This guy's running with the Philadelphia 76ers as a <laughs> high school kid and like holding his own and doing it. Like that's insane. And then the other thing when he was in high school that I really like is he would work out I got to remember the specifics. He would, I'm going to actually reread the book before it comes out. So I, you know, um, which is sad that you have to do, but you do have to do is he, um, he would work out and he drove from one workout to another workout place in the summer and made sure the heat in his car would be at full blast as he was driving just to build up his endurance. So like, I think he worked out at a track. It was like a 90 degree day outside in Philly, very humid, hot, gets in the car, blasts the heat all the way drives to the other workout like he did little things like that that were just absolutely insane all the time it's 1996 and you're kobe bryant you have an unparalleled level of self-confidence you've proven to yourself that you can run with the sixers and just a year prior you watched as another high schooler kevin garnett got selected fifth overall in the 95 draft so what does kobe do he becomes the first guard ever to skip college and enter the draft. And by the way, he was just 17 at the time. 17 years old. Kobe, of course, gets selected 13th overall by the Charlotte Hornets, who immediately trade him to the Lakers for Vladi. Coming into that draft, everyone expected him to end up in L.A., and we talked to a couple of people on the pod who were with teams in that year's lottery. First up, former Vancouver Grizzlies coach and GM, Stu Jackson. The Grizzlies had the number three pick and ended up taking Sharif Abdul-Rahim. But we straight up asked Stu, why didn't the Grizz take Kobe Bryant? You know, he, he was a high school player. We were a very young franchise. And, you know, uh, I, I think to draft a high school player at that point in our development as a franchise would have really... Uh, been going out on the limb, not having this player proven himself against, you know, a higher level of competition. Although I will tell you, you know, Kobe was extremely talented. But the other aspect of Kobe was he was not going to any franchise other than the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, he got drafted by a different franchise, but that quickly turned around, and he mm -hmm. ended up in Los Angeles. And everyone in the draft knew that at that point. So we didn't think that was an option for Kobe Bryant coming to a new country or to, to Vancouver uh, to play basketball. So he was sort of off the board. Leaving the country to play might not have been in Kobe's plans, but would he have played for the Dallas Mavericks, who had the ninth overall pick? 
Remember at the time, the Mavs had Jason Kidd running the point, and later in their careers, Kobe tried desperately to get the Lakers to trade for Kidd. Well, former Nets head coach Butch Beard was an assistant with the Mavericks in 96, and he told us that he thinks they had a shot at getting the high school sensation to come to Dallas. Here's the best story of all, and a true story as well. I was an assistant coach with Jim Clemens and also uh, uh, at the Dallas <laughs> Mavs. We're in the draft, and I asked, I asked the people who, you know, run the draft, I mean, all our uh, scouts, I said, who's the best guy in the draft? They said, Kobe Bryant. He's a high school kid, but he's not, you know, he's not, uh, you know, we, we, we don't know. We think he's going to be the best. And they didn't know whether at that particular time they were going to break up three J's, okay? So I made a comment to them. I said, why don't we bring him in and try him out? I know that the word was out there that he only wanted to go to L.A. I said, but I think he would want to play with Jason and Jimmy if you all think that he's going to be the best player in the draft. We were afraid to do that. We ended up drafting Samaki Walker. I, I'll never forget, I was running around all over, you know, working out Eric Dampier and some other players, and you know. But I said, man, that's what we should have done. I sat there, even those five minutes before we drafted, I said, we should draft this kid. Why were they afraid to even, not even to bring him in? Because the word had gotten out there that he wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to work out for other teams mm-hmm. and things like that. I said, I think he would come. I think he would come and at least give us a, you know, a look-see. I really do. You can hear the rest of our Kobe Stories special on Rejecting the Screen. Subscribe to the podcast today and hear part one on Tuesday, January 26th and part two on January 28th. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I remember exactly where I was when I heard the news about Kobe Bryant, and it breaks my heart to just think about everyone involved. And I really hope that all the families are taking the day to really remember just their loved ones. I can't even wrap my head around it. But coming up next, we do have the most wonderful look ahead at the busy schedule for the league. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. You guys know I talk about Built Bar almost every single time, and I love it. Built Bar is the perfect protein bar for anybody looking to lose or maintain weight. Built Bar is uh, one of the best, if not the best, tasting protein bars. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Today, I enjoyed a peanut butter brownie bar, and wow, I love it. They are covered in 100% chocolate, like I mentioned, soft and easy to chew, and they are just chef's kiss. One of my favorite things about them is that they quite literally taste like a candy bar. How can anybody hate that? So instead of feeling like, oh, you're putting all this healthy stuff into your body, if you have a sweet tooth like me, and when you're craving something sweet when you're working out or, you know, after you work out, obviously, not going to bust out a protein bar on the elliptical. I feel like that would end horribly. But 
you know, you're driving home and you're like, oh, I could really go for a Reese's peanut butter cup right now. Why don't I stop at the gas station? That, my friend, is when you whip out your uh, protein bar, your built bar from the glove compartment and you indulge. You treat yourself to that candy-like, candy bar-like protein bar. But head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Bet Online AG is one of my favorite websites that I have discovered. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not really big into sports betting, but I have kind of found a love for it after, you know, getting to know this website and partnering with Bet Online because they are incredible and it's the one place that we trust and the one place that we use and the one place that has you covered. BetOnline.ag Head on over there to sign up for your free account and use that promo code locked on for fifty for your fifty percent welcome bonus. Super Bowl's coming up. Might want to place those bets now. It's gonna be the I almost said the Cowboys. Nope. The Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget that promo code locked on to receive fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online AG. Your online sportsbook experts. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto continues. Don't forget to follow me over on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. So after one incredibly boring hockey game last night that didn't start until 10 p.m. my time, we have 13 games tonight and 29 games over the next three days. So... It's about um, 5 o'clock now when I'm recording this, so we are about two hours away from puck drop for the Bruins and Penguins. The Rangers and Sabres drop their puck at 7 p.m. Philly and the Devils, the Islanders and Capitals, that'll be a fun game. Uh, Columbus and Florida, uh, Chicago and Nashville, I feel like that's going to be, you know, who can lose this one first. Edmonton and Winnipeg, you know, oh, Las Vegas and St. Louis will get a Petrangelo little reunion thing going on there. That'll be highly competitive. Of course, our friends, Toronto and Calgary, San Jose and Colorado, Anaheim and Arizona. Guys, we have so much hockey tonight. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, of course, the NWHL is playing as well. So, you know, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash NWHL and watch it. Any of the uh, Twitch subscriptions that are um, bought and paid for uh, actually help the league. All of the money goes towards the league, which I think is absolutely awesome. And I'm hoping to see, you know, more fans hanging out and watching But, uh, you know, that's it for today, you guys. I will have your game coverage tomorrow, and hopefully we're talking on a more positive note. And make sure you're following me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app so you will never miss an episode. Alrighty, you guys. Have a wonderful night, and I'll see you tomorrow.